Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Road to Indie Insider. My name is Rob Howden, joined today by Steve Wittick from TSO Ladder and TracksideOnline.com. Uh, we get set to go for what will be our season preview podcast. We're only a couple of days away from hitting the track at Barber Motorsports Park to get the Road to Indie presented by Cooper Tires, Green Flag, and Roland for 2021. Steve, thank you so much for joining me, man. I know you're back home in Indy, but uh, it's almost time to go racing. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to get back to the track and... Uh see the cars. I uh, didn't get a chance to go down to Barber for uh, spring training, but I will be down there for race weekend. And I'm looking forward to seeing everybody and looking forward to getting this season started. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And I don't normally go to spring training, but with my new position with the series, I was there obviously talking to all the team owners and drivers and families. So I loved it, man. It was just so cool to see what was going on. We had a couple of surprise entries that I, at least one that I didn't even know was coming. So that was pretty cool. Uh, he was good. Quick. Yeah, he's quick out of the gate. Jace Denmark is who I'm talking about. We'll get to that. Yep. Uh, so, folks, we're going to do this as we always do. We're going to start with USF 2000. We'll go Indy Pro 2000, and then we'll go Indy Lights. And and Steve and I kind of work our way through the grids, uh, all the announcements that have been coming over the last couple of months. We'll have a look at, at who we think is potentially front runners, you know, championship contenders. Uh, and, Steve, I guess if, if we get started with USF 2000, this is just a you know, straight up um, – you know, sophomores versus rookies, right? It's we, we, We've had some outliers. We've had the Cal Kirkwoods, the Oliver Askews who have come in and been able to win a championship with Cape in their first year. But for the most part, even last year we saw it, second-year drivers, the sophomores with that year experience are the ones that have come out the gate strong. Christian Rasmussen, perfect example. Yeah, generally to start, especially to start the season, it's, it's generally a sophomore-heavy season, yeah. uh, start to each season. But, you know, like you said, there's outliers, but it looks just – Look at the testing. It looks like it's that's going to be the case again. You've got a couple sophomores, a couple juniors too up top. So uh, it, yeah, it should be uh, early on. I think you'll see you'll see guys like Christian Brooks and Prescott Campbell and Kiko Porto up near the front. But yep. I think there's some rookies too that are gonna they're gonna make headway and they will. Uh, they especially with so many events so close together, it won't take them long to get in a groove and get going. And and we'll see the rookies start to assert themselves too. Yeah, we always kind of throw it out there that it's Road America, right? By the time we get to Road right. America, we've run St. Pete. Uh, we've maybe run Barber in years past. We've br- we've run both races in Indianapolis, the road course at IMS, and of course the uh, uh, the oval race at Lucas Oil. By the time we get to, uh, to to Road America at the end of June, that's when the, the rookies kind of start stepping up. And you're right, in, in testing at, at spring training, Christian Brooks was kind of the fast guy for the most part, uh, you know, not, not didn't blow anybody away for sure, but was very quick in the exclusive auto sports machine, Josh green for turn three motorsports. Yep. Pretty impressive to, you know, for him to, to be up front moving over with uh, Peter Dempsey's new USF 2000 program. that He expanded from, from the Indy pro deal. Uh, Steve, we do, I guess you can kind of jump into looking at the sessions from spring training, but with only three sets of tires or four sets of tires yeah, for the five yeah. sessions, right? Some people right. were holding holding on to tires. Some guys didn't even run the final session. You know, right? Christian yeah, Brooks, no. When that's the, yeah. when All I back. look at that, I tend to sort of look at you know look the combined results are good because yeah. someone's gonna the, everyone's gonna try and and throw down a, a lap because that's you know you're gonna work with your drivers on qualifying um, setup, not even just setups, but qualifying procedures, especially with the rookies, right? Agreed. Like, yeah. You know how many laps does it take to get the tires up to to temp and everything yeah. later? And even with the veterans, it's a, you know, you still do the same thing because, you know, Cooper, you know, they might not have changed the tires, but they might have. Right. And yeah. it's and um, you never you know, they might not have changed some of it. But I know the way the tire business works and, and chemicals go in and out of favor and chemicals go in and out of being legal. So sometimes little things change. So it's 
always good to get a, a feel for how long it takes to get the tires up to speed and up to temp. But um, yeah, no, I think, you know, you had Brooks lead the first three sessions, um, which was awfully impressive. Um, and then, you know, he sat out the last session. He had uh, Nolan Siegel lead a session. Yep. Um, no, it was, I think you'll see, you know, and it was close, right? It was like it always is in USF yeah. 2000. It was, it was close. Um, and the, the mix of teams is really good too, right? Like you said, turn three motorsport, new, new team, you know, exclusive yep. auto sports up there. D force is up there. Pabst is up there. We all know Cape's going to get there eventually. Force Indy was up there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I think, you know, in the top 10, there was, it was interesting to see who, you know, at the end of the and end of the two days, who was on top? And it, it was Brooks, and it, but you know, it was almost two tenths of a second. That's pretty in in a five session test. That's impressive. Yeah, and Steven, that was that was that morning, that Monday morning run, yeah. right? Because Sunday was Easter Sunday, so we didn't get going till the afternoon. They had two sessions on on Sunday, then the three sessions on Monday, and it was that morning session with it was just the, the weather was perfect all weekend long. Uh, but just to have that little bit cooler air, engines obviously love that. So everybody knew you had to put the time down uh, in that opening session, of course. As you I said. think all but three drivers set their quickest time yeah. in that session. There you go. So, you know, you look at the guys who didn't, they probably, you know, they probably made a mistake on their hot laps. Yeah, that's but, it. Yeah. Um, you know, guy. I think Josh Green was one of them and he still ended up in the top five. So that's, you know, that's impressive to me. So if we, if we look at the teams a bit here, folks, uh, Jay Howard, driver development last year's championship winning team with uh, Christian Rasmussen has Bajoy Guard coming back. He ran a partial schedule last year. Jackson Lee will make his debut uh, in the program this year as well. Of course, a, a front runner and a, and a race winner last year in the F1600 Championship Series, part of Team USA and the scholarship program to go run over in Europe. And then, uh, Steve, one of the late announcements, we've got a number of drivers, three in total from the last two years of the Toyota Racing Series down in New Zealand, a partner mm -hmm. of the Road to Indy, uh, Peter Vodanovich was actually pretty quick, showed you know, mid-pack times on his debut weekend at Barber, but he'll be a part of the three-car team at J. Howard Driver Development. Yeah, and I expect those guys will eventually, you know, they're they're all three are new to USF, and Vodanovich is fairly new to, you know, I know he did a lot of junior lower-level open wheel, but he's been doing more of the, the Toyota 86 series yeah. and, you know, the Toyota Supers, basically, um, down down in uh, New Zealand and Australia. So it probably took him a little bit to get back into running an open wheel car, but uh, yeah. And those guys I expect them to be, to be, you know, right up there by the time we get, you know, to the second or third event. It's like everything we said to talk about rookies. It takes a while for them to get acclimated and, and get, accustomed to yeah. what you need to do to go fast. Agreed. hundred percent. Uh, St. Petersburg was the finale last year. And so we'll go look at the two teams that were able to get wins late in the season. Uh, Christian Brooks, obviously getting his first win at St. Petersburg, as did Kiko Porto, uh, exclusive auto sports, Steve looking very good. I, I put Brooks in that handful of guys that I think are instant, you know, championship contenders with, uh, Kiko Porto, uh, with a guy like Josh Green, you know, Michael D'Orlando, the guys that were strong last year, and I expect them to, to, to be big. Uh, Christian Brooks will lead that team. Billy Fraser, another one of the drivers from the Toyota Racing Series, coming okay. over uh, to run with exclusive. Uh, Grant Palmer, who had a number of races, did some really good success last year running British Formula Ford in, in, the, in the British Formula Ford program. Uh, Grant Palmer will be a guy to watch as well. And I can't say anything about it yet, but I'm hearing a fourth car for exclusive auto sport in USF 2000. I can't say who it is because I've been sworn to secrecy, but there will be, there'll be four cars on the grid for exclusive auto sports. Brooks just looks strong. Like, you know, Steve, it's, it's all about momentum, right? Come off that win last year and then was able to turn around and, uh, and make it happen uh, at spring training to show well. 
Yeah, and it's it's you know it's obvious too that he now has two teammates and Billy Fraser and um, Grant Palmer who who should be able to push him a little bit because they were I think both so. yeah. they were both up there in, in um, testing and and I know they both have talent too right like both won a bunch of races in the Formula in Formula Ford um, and you know it might take it take a, a weekend or two for them to get accustomed to it but they will eventually push but yeah Brooks Brooks is definitely looking very strong he's got. You know, and the, the very background that he's done is kind of interesting too, right? He's, he's obviously a really good Carter, uh, but you know, and then he did, you know, GRC lights, yeah, different you know, rallying, you know, and yep. then he did a season of F four, and then last year uh, came over to Exclusive Autosport and did um, USF, and he had a good, a really solid season last year. Um, impressed me that he, you know, he didn't make a ton of mistakes. You know, there's, you know, he's gonna have some things to work on. He has to learn how to qualify up front every time that's it yeah you know like he cannot you he's got to learn that you can't make a mistake on that fresh set of tires right yeah you just can't you cannot qualify 10th or 11th and expect to win races here it just doesn't work that way right i spent tracks like barber tracks like mid ohio that are tough to pass on right Right. new jersey new jersey same thing where we're gonna have the finale this year you've got to be good out of the gate uh, so we'll move over to D-Force Racing. They were able to win late in the season as well. Kiko Porto, I think, uh, you know, really came on strong at the end. Both he and Cameron Shields were fast at St. Pete. Uh, they got a really interesting lineup. You got Kiko Porto as a race winner. Then you got a cup. Then you got a third-year driver in Nolan Siegel. Started off his career in the road dandy a couple of years ago with Newman Walks Racing. Last year went to Jay Howard. Now is settled into D-Force. He topped the final session at spring training to, to you know, get a bit of bit of momentum. Prescott Campbell, who was with Exclusive Autosport last year, one of the uh, drivers who had uh, had won the uh, Lucas Oil School of Racing Formula Car Series, he'll be in his second year this year and was very quick at Barber. It seems really relaxed, Steve. He seems very comfortable with the surroundings at D-Force, really likes the team. And of course, they've got young Eli Navarro as well, who was uh, the reigning Lucas Oil School of Racing Formula Car Series champion. So a pretty interesting mix of drivers with different levels uh, of experience uh, and actual resume. Uh, under the D-Force tent. Yeah, that's a team I'm going to be interested in, really interested to see. It's a really kind of a, an interesting group, young group still. Yeah. We talk about Nolan Siegel in his third year. He's still only 16. He's 16, right? I know. He's 16, know. right? So, um, yeah, he's still still young. Um, Prescott Campbell, you could sort of see that comfort coming in later in the season last year, right? He was, he was good at New Jersey. He was much better at St. Pete than he was earlier in the season. You could see that he's a very cerebral driver yep. and i you know I, I, he's one of those guys that it's going to take it might take two years in each in each step to kind of for him to become comfortable and to to be able to get his head around how to make the car go fast and how to work with his engineers and um kiko porto is going to be fat like i if yeah. you made if you put a gun to my head and said pick two guys that are favorites it'd be brooks and porto i'm with you on that exactly um yep. But I, I expect Navarro to have some some flashes of brilliance too. He's showing, you know, I thought he he did quite well in the testing, and um, you know, I know how hard that family works too to to make sure that he stays on track and has the best opportunities that he can get. So it's yeah, no, that's a that's going to be a fun team to watch. It's you know, good rookie and some really good experienced drivers that you know. Where are the wins going to come from there, right? There's three guys probably That's that can win races for that team. Yeah, so, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, let's move to uh, the per- perennial juggernauts. Uh, Kate Motorsports didn't set the world on fire at the test at all. They weren't where I expected them to be. And although, the, you know, in watching some of the social media, they may have been, you know, 
kind of keeping things close to the vest a little bit, working on race no or whatever. Way. The brothers yeah. would never do that, would they? Right. right. Exactly right. that. Exactly. Uh, so they've got again one of our championship contenders, Michael Orlando, finished fourth in the championship last year. He comes back with Cape, and he is fired up and ready to go to battle for a championship. Uh, a young driver, Thomas uh, Nepo from uh, from Canada, who I, I've watched in karting. Uh, for the last number of years, very aggressive young driver, did some F4 racing last year as well. And then uh, an interesting uh, program with uh, Cape Motorsports housing the Ignite Autosport team, which is uh, a connection with Margay Racing Carts, which is one of the biggest, uh, well, probably the biggest American uh, manufacturer of carts in the in the U.S. They have their karting, their Ignite program, which is a spec series. They're going to work to try to bring drivers from that spec series into the program. And really, Evan Stommer is the guy that is kind of that, that model because Evan came straight from karting Lucas oil school of racing winter series, and then right into the USF 2000 program with Cape motorsports. Spike Colbecker's a, a long time Margay guy. So it's, it fits all perfectly because Spike's been a Margay racer since it's very starting, starting in karting, but a lot more experience for Colbecker, uh, Steve, we're talking uh, British formula Ford, Toyota racing series, Canadian formula Ford, uh, and well, I mean, oh, and F4 last year, this guy's oh, yeah. got a lot of experience coming in here. Yeah. I, and it's an interest, it's going to be like, you know, it's an interesting team. I think you've got two, two rookies or two young guys, you know, Cole Becker's a USF rookie, but, um, Nepavo and, um, why am I spacing? Stammer. Stammer should, uh, you know, that's going to be a learning season for those guys. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Younger, uh, first time in cars. It's just, it's, it's, Definitely going to be a learning season, but I think Colbecker and D Orlando should be running up top in the top five, hunting for podiums, hunting for wins because they're just, they're experienced guys, right? They've done a lot of junior formula car racing. And at this level, just having that experience is huge because you, you know, it's racing weird things happen, but the more you've raced, the more you know how to, to react to, you know, something not going right, you know, a red flag late in a session or, you know, you just you understand how to work through the adversity um, the more you race. And and that tends to be why at this level, the, the guys who are experienced do a little bit better. I agree. There, there are so many little wrinkles on a race weekend. Yep. You brought up exactly, exactly that, right? Just the way you have to uh, uh, to be able to adapt in that one year. And we're talking about these kids that are so young, anywhere from 14 to, to, to 18, 20 years of age. They develop so much each year. You know, I, I, right. I harp I harp on it all the time how much different you are at the start of the year at the end of the year, right? Oh, to get some of these kids geez. to have better expectations. Let's, let's have a look at Paps racing right now. And we got an opportunity here. Um, interesting group because uh, young drivers, a uh, lot, a lot of experience. You've been sooner Murthy really into his almost third year, third yep. year. It'll be his turn to kind of step up to, to try to run for race wins. Josh Pearson, second year, but only 15 years of age, super young kid was only 14 last year with exclusive auto sports. So Josh has shown, you know, flashes of brilliance, some good speed, but he'll have to really get himself focused uh, to, to be able to, to race for wins or potential podiums this year. Jace Denmark's the one that I, that really caught me off guard. I've watched Jace run carts for the last probably seven years, eight years, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, he won the key one, the super, super cart USA California pro cart challenge championship in the X30 senior class, which is the pro class. I had no idea he was coming car racing. This is something, yeah. even even Augie said, Augie Paps, he goes, yeah. they called me up out of the blue and said, let's put a test together. And you saw how fast he was. He showed some really, really good promise at, the, at spring he's training. The quickest, I think he's the quickest rookie yeah. uh, at spring training, which is, that's that's impressive because it's a good group of rookies this year. Yeah, um, agreed. Yeah, no, I was, those guys, and they were, they were like, right together, those three, 
Paps Racing drivers. And I, if I know Augie in that group, they weren't necessarily showing everything either. Um, Probably. They tend to play things a little close to the vest. Um, <laughs> and you're right. I expect Juvend to step up a little bit. Last year, I, he, it was a bit of a disappointment, I thought, at least. I, I expected agree. a little bit more. Um, you know, he, he in his rookie season, he did a great job of finishing races. And um, he just needs to get that to that He's the type of driver that if he has that one breakthrough, it's going to be like a waterfall. I, I, I like, think like, so. I think if yeah. he ends up with a podium in the first race of the season, look out. Yeah. It'll right? give, like him, it'll give him that of injection of, of confidence that he needs, right? Correct. Yeah. The yeah. confidence is he definitely needs the confidence. And I think, you know, it, the talent's there. He's got the pace, right? Like you look at, yeah. you look at through the seasons, he's, he's definitely been quick enough, you know, to, to contend for top fives and it just hasn't quite, come together with the with the consistency and uh you know i think another year you know put it into a team leadership role will be different for him too which mm -hmm. you know he's he's a smart kid and i could see that actually working out really well in his favor because it'll take some of the pressure off trying to compete yeah agreed i think you're right let's just jump through the rest of the field here we talked about turn three motorsports already peter dempsey adding a usf 2000 cars to his stable picking up the cars from newman walks racing uh alongside josh green who we said would will be a championship con uh, contender dylan christie uh last year runner-up in the f1600 championship series uh, i think he'll be pretty good um I'm not sure what's going on yet for simon sykes and andre castro at legacy autosport i'm not sure how much budget they have yet i, I think uh, Steve, we're going to see Sykes at Legacy Autosport. I fired off a message to Andre. Uh, he hasn't got back to me yet. I don't know whether yeah. or not he's been able to put something together, but uh, I'm sure we'll see Sykes out there at least. Good. And he Sykes had a good uh, finish of the season last year with Legacy, and it'd be good to see him come back. He showed some pace at a couple different races. Um, you know, he's just one of those. He's another young kid that needs to start. You know, just needs to be consistent. Yep. Um, yep. But in it, like you said, it just it's a matter of getting on the grid first, right? Like it's not easy. I understand that, and we all understand that. But it's, you know, it, I think he's got the the pace that he could be good, and I I'd love to see Andre Castro back. I yeah, thought I, he was, I think he's very talented. Um, yeah. You know, he just never, you know, he had a bad start to the one season he started, and you know that was it. Yeah, um, you know, and unfortunately that was it, right? So yeah, ate, up, ate up ate up a ton of that budget that he had that year. Uh, with Newman Walks racing, that was tough. Yeah, and you and you talked about Christy, and I do. I expect you know that's a new team too, yep. right? For for uh, USF two thousand, so it might take them a couple races. But you know he's used to running up front, and I I thought they had a good test. They had a good solid test, right? They weren't the fastest, but they were, you know, they were well within a second of, yeah. of where they needed to be. And well, you know, as a single car team, that's not easy. And, and I I spoke, I sat down, and spoke with Josh and Dylan, and both those guys. They are really, really. Uh, happy and excited okay. they're, they're already feeling super comfortable with the way the team's laid out like they're they're really yeah. and one little addition for turn three motorsports as well uh picking up a new team manager brian hallahan is actually right. the, the, the turn three uh team manager which i think uh, he'll bring a lot of experience and a wealth of knowledge uh to them as well so that, that bodes well for both of them alongside sykes if we don't see castro that'll be a single card team four other single car teams to wrap things up eric evans with velocity racing development coming mm -hmm. over a former race winner in f4 last year uh you've got kent vaccaro who made his debut last year with miller vinatieri motorsports at uh new jersey he's back with a single car effort as well miles Rowe, i think we all know uh about what's going on a highly publicized fourth force indie team i thought miles was pretty impressive coming out of the gate single car team uh but strong at, at spring training i think he's going to show well 
Yeah, no, I expect him to do very well. Right, you gotta. I don't think people realize he's been out of a car for a while. Yeah, right? like he's not been in a car for a while. He just doesn't, doesn't had the opportunity. And you know, you talk to to some of the coaches. He went through the the Lucas Oil's program like a lot of these drivers do. And you know, I talked to RC Anderson, who's the lead coach at Lucas Oil School. And he he said Roe is probably the most talented kid they've had come through. Wow, cool, okay. right? So right. you got guys like Reese Gold who are race winner, right? Like so, yeah. there's yeah, I think there's a lot of potential there, and that team is it's such a good story and it's such a good group of guys that are, that are there. And, you know, it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt to have the, the little bit of a tie to team Penske and yeah. John Booslog, who's been what uh, IndyCar team manager of the year, three or four times. Yeah. Right. All kind of watching over things. So yeah, no, I expect, uh, I expect that team, you know, one car team's tough, but yeah, you know, I, I expect them to also be able to compete. Well, and I talked to team principal Rod Reed. They want to add a second car. So that's the, the right. concept for next year. We'll be having another car. It'll be a two-car team, which I think is amazing. Last but not least, and this is going to be a great story throughout the season, Trey Burke uh, running with, with Joe Dooling Motorsports. Here's a guy that came up through sprint carts, ran, ran the outlaw carts, then 360 yep. uh, sprint cars, runs a, you know, a 410 sprinter on dirt. He's going to do some pavement yep. midget racing this year as well. But uh, it's an interesting to see him transition over into USF 2000. Uh, Jeff Sinden managing that program. He was consistently about 2.2 seconds off, I think, throughout the test. And in talking to Trey, he's a racer. The minute oh, we go, the, the minute we go green, and he's let's say qualifies near the back, and probably well, it's just pace wise, he'll be right there with the guys in front of him racing, right? And yeah. I, as that team gets running and they get a feel for the you know the platform that is the USF 17 car, get a better feel for the, the chassis, and he's able to give them input. Uh, I think he's going to keep chopping off on that on that speed differential yeah you're right i think it's a really cool story to see um both him and um joe dueling involved in in yeah. usf 2000 i you know i'd love to see that connection back you know the cars aren't the same as they used to be but i'd love to see that connection back with usac and 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 the sprint cars and you know you want to be the home for everybody to try racing and, and full credit to trey burke for for making an effort and, and yeah. going after it and working hard at it. I know how hard he's working to, to get better and how much time he's spending in the simulator. And um, like you said, he's a racer. He'll get better. He, uh, will. he will definitely get better. And yeah, then, I, have, you know, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. You know, it's one of those things where you just each weekend, you, you cut half a second off where you are to the field. And then by, you know, by the end of the season, you're right there and you're, you're fighting. So indeed, uh, looking at uh, around 24 or 25 cars, I believe, for this first race. Uh, we talked about it already, Steve. I think we're probably in agreement. Kiko Porto, Christian Brooks are two primary cha uh, championship contenders. Michael D'Orlando, maybe throw Josh Green in there as well. I think those are probably the four uh, that are going to be able to challenge from the get-go. Then we'll see what a, what a Prescott Campbell and what a Nolan Siegel can do. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, I think you'll see some some rookies later in the season maybe contend for wins, but early on I think you'll be you'll be the the veterans that'll you'll see you know up top um, and and sort of in the championship hunt early. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's definitely you know I think with as with as many decent and good um, veterans as there are, it's going to be one of those seasons where it's going to be really important to finish races. Uh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like it, it, Sometimes it you know you you look through back through the years you know. Yeah, the U.S. the champions almost always finish. You may have one DNF a year, right? So maybe two, but it's so important to finish every race and to get every position that you can. Um, you know, at the end of the season, when there's so many experienced guys.
Agreed. I 100% agree on it. Finishing races is crucial. All right, let's move over to Indy Pro 2000 right now. Uh, interesting lineup. I'm thinking mm-hmm. probably 17 cars for for Barber. Um, I guess we I guess we start first. Let's go to Hunkos Racing. Obviously, winning the championship. Can I just say year. I'm jacked up for this year or this <laughs> Indy Pro 2000 season. I'm I am too. It Listen, is going to be so good. Steve, how long we've we been doing this for? Is Whoa. this is this maybe one of the 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 deepest fields we've seen on the road, to Indy? Absolutely. This oh yeah, no questions about this. Indy Pro 2000 field is is stacked. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's guys who are competitive in FIA F3. Two of yeah. them in this field, right? Like, yeah. Exactly. Have, yeah, no, it's it is absolutely stacked. So, so if we start with Hunkos Racing again, as I said, won the championship last year with Stingray Rob. They've got Reese Gold coming over. He was the first announced driver late last season that he was coming over to Hunkos Racing. They pick up Manuel Suleiman as well. That was, I thought, a big get for them. Yeah, I think so. Suleiman, a winner last year. Uh, Kiffin Simpson is a young uh, kid that is going to be uh, – he's only going to run five events, but I think he's going to surprise us with his speed. He was already able to dominate the opening round of the FRA series as well, running with Tim yep. Neff and his TJ Speed team. Uh, but, yeah, Hunk, Hunkos, they're going to roll into the into the season. You know Ricardo's lined up good. They, they, they've got all the data they need. The guys just have to take those cars and run with them, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, the championship in, in like it has in the past in USF went through Cape. I think you, you – you look at Yunkos, and that's where you you've, you've got to get through those guys first, right? Because yeah. just they've won it so many times, and and Ricardo's just so good at develop. It's one thing that Ricardo does such a good job of is developing a driver. Yeah, you know, getting them from you know taking in and Manuel Suleiman will be that perfect opportunity for him, a guy that's got massive amounts of pace, good racecraft, but some rough edges. He'll take those rough edges. Agreed. Know, Buff them yeah. down, and Suleiman. I, you know, I expect him to be one of the championship contenders. But there's gonna be a lot of them. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. You think about the guy that came up big at the end of last season too, Hunter McElroy. Yeah. Uh, both he and Colin Kaminsky back for Pabst Racing. I think Hunter's probably gonna pick up where he left off last year. Again, you know, getting that race win at the end of the season, you've got that stability you've had. He's been with the team for for two years now. This will be his third year with the team. I'll tell you, this uh, this lines up really good for for McElroy. Yeah, and it's, you know, last year was the first year for the um, PM18 for, for PAPS. So, you know, they they were getting a handle on it, and there were there were tracks that they just didn't have the pace at. That's a really good point. I, yeah. I don't expect them to not have the pace at those. Like, we raced, what, six times last year at, at um, Mid-Ohio. It wasn't the best track for them. For them, right? yeah. It just, they just – they had some pace, but it wasn't their best track. Right, I don't expect Tonus Kasimitz and and Augie to to fall behind there anymore. Uh, you know, it'll be yeah, no, be, you're, you're right. On pace. Yeah, um, you're and right. Hunter was extremely consistent throughout the test, which is to me that's huge. Like to to be really consistent is throughout testing as you're trying different programs is is big. I will also say this: I think Colin Kaminsky is is like a Sundar Murthy in in that he's just. Uh, one good luck weekend away from being able to get a, ra- a race win, right? He's shown no, well. No, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And he, yeah, no, he's one of those, you know, he kind of came to racing a little bit later because, mm-hmm. you know, he took the college route and, he, you know, he just one of those, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Aaron Tielitz, right? That he yeah. just, you know, it didn't do it as much when he was younger, but then once he, now that he's been doing it for three, four, five years, he just keeps getting better. Um, you know, he's one of those drivers that, you can see the progression every year that he's, that he's been in the road ending. Agreed. Um, you know, and some guys you don't see that. Um, but with Colin, I've seen that, you know, he just, 
and he's taking it more seriously. And I think having Hunter to push him is, is fantastic too. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, let's go to uh, what is a pretty stout team. When you look at exclusive auto sport, they've got Braden Eves and Artem Petrov. Braden, of course, coming in after the incident at uh, IMS last year, able to get back behind the wheel and, and set some pretty good times and got settled in with the team uh, at spring training. But then you add Petrov who, you know, could have won the championship last year himself. He had a really good season, a couple of race wins, battling with his teammate Stingray Rob. Uh, it'll be interesting. Both both guys are kind of stoic to a certain extent, you know, yep. and, yeah. uh, and yeah. we'll see how they work together as teammates, but uh, both blindingly quick. Yeah, that's, that battle between those two teammates is going to be fascinating to watch. Um, you know, they're both – it's an interesting dynamic, and I, I think it speaks well to, to how Michael Duncalf runs a team and – I think a driver like Artem will will do really well with Michael because Michael will allow Artem to be Artem and yeah. won't try and pigeonhole him, and he'll work around Artem to make the best program for him. Um, whereas you know a place like Ricardo and Yunkos, you know you kind of have to fit into their program. Yeah, I know. I expect that those two to be quick all year long and on every kind of track. Um, that team's shown that they're they're good on the ovals. They're good everywhere. Um, they've shown how good they are on street courses, and it's just yeah, no, and, and it's great to see Braden back in the car. Agreed. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, and it doesn't look like he's lost a step or lost any pace. So. No, no, he'll he be right. third quickest yeah. in the last session, and I expect them to be up there fighting for the championship. I look, for, I, look, I look forward to seeing how they get out of the gate at. Uh, at Barber, couple yeah. more teams with two drivers. Then we've got a bunch of single car teams. There was other drivers that were potentially going to sign. This is why at one point I thought we might have had twenty cars, nineteen yeah. to twenty cars, because there's just a couple of spots that just didn't quite get locked in. I was in touch with the drivers. Some stuff that was lined up just didn't end up following through. A sponsor uh, left on one driver who's going to have another team, another program going. So that was tough. Uh, but we've got both J Howard Driver Development and RP Motorsport. Uh, their return. Uh, to the program. Let's look at uh, Jay Howard driver development first, uh, Steve, because it's such an intriguing story because you've got last year's USF 2000 Christian Rasmussen comes in here with so much momentum, right? The team's yeah. all fired up and ready to go. It's their expansion into the Indy pro 2000 team, a series for, for Jay Howard. But then you got Wyatt Prakachik who ends up topping what three of the five three sessions. Of the sessions. Yeah. Where did that come from? And he did, you know, when you talk to him, he just said the, the car suits him better. This yep. car, and it does right. that. Sometimes that happens, you know, the more downforce, the the better a driver is. And, you know, I expect, I still expect Rasmussen to be the better of those two, but I think the best thing that could happen for Rasmussen in this season is to have a teammate that can push him. Agreed. He hasn't really had that, has he? Yeah, no. Right. So no, I think it would be, it'll be really good. And it'll be good for the team to have two quick drivers too. You know, it's a new program. They're new to Indy pro 2000. It'll be good to have them, you know, a good two car team to push themselves forward. Yeah. And it's exactly the same conversation I had with Wyatt uh, at the end of the, uh, at the end of the test, talking to him actually on the, the, uh, the Tuesday, uh, he said straight up, he said, uh, I just really, really like the feel of this race car as, as, as compared to the USF 2000. And they're, they're, they are drastically different cars. Yeah. It's, yeah. The same, it's the same tub, but like I always say on the PA, it's more of everything. You know, yeah. and some drivers, some drivers struggle with the lower horsepower, lower aero cars. Uh, this car is going to give him a lot more confidence with the more, more aerodynamics. You've got more tire. You've got more yeah. aero. You've got a more. You've got more everything. You got more. And I think the one of the big things you've got more a lot more brake too. Right, yeah. it's huge. Yeah. You know, like you said, the USF 2000 is a little bit more of a momentum car. Whereas this is, you know, it's this is definitely not as point and shoot as the old. You know, yeah. the old yeah. 
Star Star Mazda car, but yep. it is more point and shoot than the USF car, and it's you know it's kind of a combination of of, of the best of both worlds, and it it seems to be a good training tool for the drivers, yep. which is fantastic. And yeah, no, it'll be uh, though that team fascinates me on on in this series because it's you know they're new, but then you've got Christian Rasmussen who who's won a lot of races uh, yeah. for them. So you know it's it's great to see a team build around a driver like Rasmussen too. Yeah, I like that too. Um, you know, I like that a lot. You know, they've obviously got the connection at the next level with Carlin. You know, I expect mm-hmm. him. You, would you expect him to go anywhere else? I doubt it, right? No, exactly. Yeah. Stay right there and keep going. Exactly. Um, listen, look, in the offseason, one of the big announcements that came out was the fact, you know, there was issues with RP Motorsport. Were they? Would they be able to put something together over here because of the COVID restrictions coming out of Italy? They were finally able to get a squad together. Uh, and not only did they get a squad together, but but uh, Steve, once the names started hitting, we, we found out about Enzo Fittipaldi first. Yeah, that was a yeah, big name. You know, I got got that family name. Great young driver. I've followed Enzo many for many years through his karting career and everything he's done. He's going to be quick. Yep. And then I got the rumor. Actually, somebody told me that an Ahmed was actually testing over here at the track at one of the academy tests, and and was kept keeping a super low low key. Yeah. Turn, turns around, and I'm messaging him with him on Instagram. He's like, "Yeah, I'm actually going to come and run. Keep it quiet." I'm like, "Wow, this is fantastic! Big news for the series. Another great get for the series." And I think. And I'll say this, we're, we're going to start seeing more drivers start pivoting their dreams from like, I want Formula One. It's becoming right. almost unattainable. They look at what's happening over here with the scholarship and everything that's happening, a chance to get to IndyCar. And I think you'll see more drivers coming into the road to Indy. Yeah, I do too. And, and Rob's talking about Anna Mohamed uh, is, the, is, the, is the driver that, you know, I'd started to hear rumors too. And as soon as I did, I got pretty excited and did some checking and, and found out that, yes, yes, this was true. That's big. Um, you know, and he's he's so experienced. He's still young, but he's so experienced, and he's won everywhere he's gone. Um, and he's just he's one of those guys who you know, we've been kind of waiting for for the Enzo Fittipaldi, then Ahmed to come run road dandy. You know, you've seen some of them come at the lights level, yeah, um, but you haven't seen some of the really top names come. And we've got them now at the the level below. And I, you know what? I full credit to I think Devlin De Francesco last year kind of opened that door, right? Like, yeah, you're right. People yeah. saw, oh wait, you know this this works. He was competitive. He won races, you know. So um, I expect those guys to have very similar years to what Devlin did last year. They'll be and RP's obviously won with Kirkwood. Um, yep. You know, need a year off. They might take a, a race weekend to get up to speed, but probably not that long. Now, have you taught? How do you pronounce it? Is it uh, you said Anam, Anam Ahmed, or is it Anam? Anam. I got to find out myself too. Yeah, I, I got to make sure I get it right. I got to make sure I get it correct. Uh, but they're going to be they're going to be an interesting group to watch as well. Then, as I said, then we've got a bunch of single car teams. Surprised to me that they only have one driver for D Force uh, after the season they had last year. You know, yeah. with with winning races and being up front. Yeah, that surprises me as well. Surprised Cameron Shields uh, will be running with them this year. Not sure if it's a full season program or just to start the season off. Jacob Abel back. I was really excited to hear Jacob Abel was coming back and talking to their team manager, uh, John Bruner. They were very close to having a second car as well. So I would assume to see them have a second car uh, maybe sometime later this year, right. or we'll see what they decide to do. Uh, Jacob should be pretty quick. James Rowe, I think will be interesting to watch with turn three motorsports, just a single car uh, this year for, for Peter Dempsey's Indy pro 2000, but James looked pretty good in the test, Steve. Yeah, he did. I think that's a kind of a cool program, right? You've got two legacy Irish racers, right? Like, yeah, both, you know, second, third generation racers from that racer family. Uh, they both do whatever it takes to be on the grid. And I think that's a good match. 
Um, they're super competitive guys. And yeah, it'd be good to see Jacob have a team, you know, if you guys are listening, maybe some of these teams should like sort of just get together and work together to help each other out with data early. That's interesting. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, no, it'll be, uh, yeah, no, it'll be uh, definitely interesting to see. And it's interesting. I talked to, uh, I had a good chat with Will Power today and we talked about uh, Cam and uh, from Toowoomba, same town as, yep. as Will. And Will gets emotional talking about him and how good he thinks he is. And he thinks he's IndyCar talent, but he just, he, he says to me, he goes, he flat out has zero money. He has zero he does money. His, he has, yeah. does this all on his own, working his butt off to get in the car. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see. And he obviously switched to, to D-Force and USF 2000 last year. And, you know, he probably should have won one of the won. races at the end of the season, right? Like, yeah, say Pete. Absolutely. Yeah. He, got, they, he made that. He, you know, I, I expect, you know, and, and the nice thing is St. Pete, where he was good in USF, is the second race of the season this year, right? So, yeah. Hopefully, he can get back there in, in the Indy Pro Car and do just as well. Uh, looking at the uh, the other teams that are uh, single car teams, um, Velocity Racing Development. Dan Mitchell bringing his squad in with uh, one driver in, in Indy Pro 2000 and one driver Eric Evans in USF 2000. I, ex- I expect to see the VRD program continue to expand. They've got a lot of drivers in their in their junior program coming up. So watch the, watch for them to have two cars in each team. Uh, next year. And then uh, it was good to see Flynn Lazier uh, confirmed with Legacy Autosport. He'll run the season this year as well. I've been kind of waiting for Flynn to, to finally get a chance to come run with us full time. He's done a bunch of different racing, SCCA, Atlantic Championship kind of stuff. But awesome to have him with us this year uh, in Indy Pro 2000. That's the Lazier MO, right? They kind of all do. They kind of come up through that SCCA. And, yeah. you know, he won what runoffs in Atlantics like his grandfather did. And, um, yeah, I expect him to do, you know, it might take a, he's been, I don't think he did any racing last year, um, you know, as they, you know, and they, I expect him to eventually get up to speed. He seems to get up to speed pretty quickly. So um, he has a pretty good coach in his dad. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, but, it should but be he good. was awfully good. So um, yeah, I expect him, uh, I expect them to, to get up to pace. You know, the team hasn't, you know, this will be the first race. What legacy's run that car on a road course too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. They all ran with you know, the, uh, right, it might year. take a little bit of time. Yeah, agreed. Uh, all right, so let's wrap this up and have uh, your thoughts on the championship. Who do you think, uh, if you're looking Ooh. three, four guys, who do you – I know it's hard, dude. It's so hard. This one's so hard. Yeah, I know. Um, again, consistency, right? Just yep. finishing races. Um, it's hard to pick against Hunter right now. Um, I think Braden. I think Petrov. Um, I think it's going to be who is – it might not be the who wins the most races. It's who has the most podiums. Right, it's it's that guy. It's that when you have a fourth place car, take your fourth place. Don't yeah. try and push and make a mistake. Um, you know that's my any. I expect to you know I the RP guys. I expect them to be really good. I know. You know I do. I really like those guys are good drivers and it's a good team. Yeah, um, it's I, I'm so tracks too, right? For those yeah. guys, right? That's so, it. All new tracks, right? That that's yeah. that's the big one for guys like for guys like Fittipaldi and Ahmed. It, it, yeah. It's just brand new racetracks, and then. And then you got Jay Howard driver development with Rasmus who knows how to win. You got Prakash yeah. being so quick. That's the, the the wild card right there with that team. Uh, and you got you know, Suleiman and that's, and it. that's the last Reece Gold, right? Yeah. And and yeah. and you said Kiffin Simpson's not going to run the season. I don't think he's going to run the full season. Okay, what if he wins the first three of the first four races or two of the first four races? He's going to well, run. Yeah, the <laughs> only uh, the only problem is remember he won the first three FRA that's races right. and there's a conflict in in May. 
We're at the Indy, Indy GP and they're at Road America. He had yep. to decide so, what he wanted to do at that point there. But it's, it's well, someone better get him a private jet and fly. <laughs> that's right. It's just not, can't quite do that at this level. But um, yeah, no, I expect it. Yeah, like, hey, yeah, it's tough. Like, it's, I don't, this one's usually I have a feeling on going into yeah. season, but I, I honestly don't have a clue. I don't either. I'm, I'm the same way. And we may see another, just, just, you know, we may see another, uh, another car on the grid later on down the line. I know, I think Antoine Camo, he's actually working with a, a new team TVI racing. So we may see okay. uh, Antoine out for a couple of races uh, before the end of the year too. So, all right, that's Indy Pro 2000. Let's wrap things up here now. Let's jump into the Indy Lights program. First and foremost, Steve, I, I, I'm really enjoying seeing all the positivity on, on social right now. People are just so excited to have Indy Lights back. Uh, you know, if, Maybe maybe no one more than than uh, the Nick Yeoman from the IndyCar yes. Radio Network. Yeah. I think he's super excited. He's of course the the uh, the anchor for that. I'll be back on pit lane with him for that. He's super excited. Wasn't able to do that last year, but uh, he's ready to go with it. But man, to be able to come back as we have the momentum right now, thirteen cars, another three or four teams that I'm talking to off off track about potentially yeah. coming in for next year as well. So there's a lot of momentum moving forward. Um, you know, you look at the Bellardi Auto Racing team shutting down. Man, that was a big drop. Like, what's going to happen? But then Tim Neff ends up stepping up with his investors, and he ends up buying right. the team. He's coming back next year with at least two, maybe three cars. So a lot of momentum. And then to have Carlin back, I think, is, a, is huge as well. Yeah, having Carlin back is massive. It's, you know, they're the best, most well-known junior Formula car team in, in, in the world. Right, yeah. like they run at every level. They've been successful at every level. Half the guys on the IndyCar grid have driven for them at some point. Half the guys on the F1 grid have driven for them at some point. That's so funny, um, you're right? Right. So they, you know, it's fantastic to have them back. And and you know what? Another one that we've got back is is, is Hunkos Racing. Right. They weren't going to run Indy Lights last year. That's right. Um, yep. But now they've got two really good drivers. Um, you know, and I, you know, it's yeah, no, it's there's definitely a lot of momentum there, and. And full credit to everybody involved, Dan, you, who've got the the costs and, and the budgets down in Indy Lights to where teams can make a little bit of money. Not a lot, but a little bit of money. Yep. Um, yeah, and the engines know, are bulletproof that, now, right? Right. That keeps things, you know, you've got, it is not a, it is not a seven figure budget anymore. So, no. you know, you get that. It's like everything else, right? You price it at nine ninety nine. It sounds so much better than $10. Really, it's not. But, it, <laughs> it's, a, but it's, yeah. you know, you've got it down under a million dollars for a budget. Let's have a let, let, let's have a look at this, this lineup now, uh, Steve. Yeah. This is we'll go with Andretti Autosport first. They're the, you know obviously won some championships over the last couple of years. Uh, you know Yonko's battling back and forth. The, the great scrap between Oliver Askew and uh, Renus VK to cap off 2019. But you got Kirkwood coming in. Uh, you know Indy Pro 2000 winner two years ago. Robert McGinnis, race winner from 2019. Uh, the veteran on the squad, Daniel Frost and Devlin D. Francesca, both those drivers winners at the Indy Pro 2000 level. There is uh, there's a lot of a lot of speed, a lot of skill uh, in their in their quartet. Yeah, and then until they've proven otherwise, they're team to beat, right? Like they've won yeah. one, you know, Askew and award, and they've won the last couple championships, and un until they someone beats them, they're still going to be my favorites. Um, yeah. You know, obviously some other teams have shown pace, but in testing, you never know, right? It's, it's, you That's never, it. you know, you hear some stuff and I just, you know, it was a one day test for Indy lights. So don't read quite as much into the times as, as you did for the other yeah. series. You know, you've had, you know, depending on when you did your qual sim, some teams did it in the morning, some teams did it in the afternoon. Um, so, you know, your fast lap's going to be during qual sim. You did it in the morning, you're gonna be quicker. Yeah, that's it. 
Um, yeah. And I think a lot of the Andretti guys did it in the afternoon. So, and I think the HMD and, and, and global racing group guys did it in the morning. So I think it's going to be, you know, I think it's going to be really close once we get, I think it's be close between five or six teams and, and seven or eight drivers. Um, and like the other series, qualifying is going to be huge in this series this year. Uh, you can't make a mistake in qualifying. No. Because because a tenth of a second or two tenths of a second could drop you from, from the second row to the fourth row or fifth row. Mm, that's exactly it. And, and I'll, I'll tell you. And, and I, I will say you're right about the testing thing, but the, if, just for the storyline, <laughs> to have HMD and, no, global, and global Racing Group be as good as they were, because um, I think for me, one of the one of the things, one of the uh, the unknowns was how good is Linus Lundqvist? You know, that that was my thought because we, we saw him over the FRA program and he did well. Dom, I was flat dominated over there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're coming over here to a, a deep, deep field, this particular race car. What's it going to be like? And he came out of the gate super strong as well. Both he and David Malukas, man, they were uh, Malukas le- picked up right where he left off last March when he was the mm-hmm. fastest in our one and only session at St. Petersburg. And he's we remember, he's another year older. And they've been testing right. like crazy. And he ran last year in the FRA. He's still been in the seat. I think David Malukas could be a, a guy to watch for. He can he can oh, win a bunch of he can win a bunch of races this year. I absolutely agree. Um, yeah. And I think having someone like Linus Lundquist around is is huge for him. Yeah. Um, you know, I've talked to a couple people over in the in the FRA program, including my friend Scott Goodyear, another fellow Canadian. Yeah. And Scott will not stop raving about Linus. And if you know Scotty, that's not his personality. Okay. Um, and it and it, he said, yeah, he's good on track, but it's his off the track work ethic and and need to get better and tough mental toughness. And I think that if that rubs off on on David Malukas, it's you know that's the one thing that David probably needed was just to get a little bit tougher, a little bit more focused on on the racing. And you know he obviously has the pace. We've seen him win races yep. right at, at other levels, but. To see someone else focused like that, it, it could be huge because, you know, I think it, they'll push each other. Yeah, like, that's it. For 100% they're going to push each other, which is right. great. And it's fantastic. And yeah, then you, you throw Benjamin Pedersen in there as well as Nikita Lastushkin. Yeah. I'm really I'm really happy to see Nikita come and be able to get, get the chance to run. He really wanted to. He was excited about joining Exclusive Autosport when they were putting their lights program together. Those cars ended up with HMD Motorsports uh, along with the, the Global Racing Group guys. That's a really, really strong lineup. And I think, you know, you, you see the pecking order. Malukas and Lundquist have got good speed. Then there's Benjamin and then Nikita, right? Nikita's, right. Uh, you know, been in the, in the road indie quite a while. And I thought he quitted himself extremely well. In I, he, I, he's always acquitted himself well to me, but, you yeah. know, he's another one of those guys. He didn't stop start racing until he was like 20 years old, right? Yeah. Like, so, um, you know, it takes, a, it takes a long time and he just, he just keeps getting better and better. And, and he's that perfect kind of teammate because he doesn't make a lot of mistakes he's good yeah. for data uh he's he'll bring, he's, the, he'll bring the car a back every time. guy to be around right like yeah. he's just a great guy to be around he's just yeah. a fun person and and mature and that's the other thing like sometimes having you know nikita's older i think he's 30 now yeah um but to have someone more mature around uh, some of the younger drivers is actually a good thing at times right like yeah you can see you know okay what's it like to be an adult <laughs> that's it, right? Right. I will I will say this: He did not have as much testing as the team did either. He joined that team right. a little later on. He was yeah, he wasn't testing as they had done, so he's maybe behind a little bit in terms of time. He hasn't really had a lot of seat time in the Indy Lights car, but I was no. pretty impressed with, with what he was able to do. Uh, you mentioned Carlin already. Let's let's jump into Carlin. We'll talk about Christian Bogle. Um, big jump for Christian coming from USF 2000, skipping over top of Indy Pro and going right to uh, 
um, to Indy Lights. And, and there were a number of people who said, hey, that's, you know, he didn't he didn't have a lot of pace in, in, in USF 2000. What, you know, what's with the move forward? I say this, if, if you got the budget, you want to do it. It's your career. Do whatever you want. But right. I will say this about Christian Bogle. Um, last year was our hard charger. Uh, yeah. Coming coming forward, he was a hard charger in USF 2000, the most in the most uh, spots gained throughout the season. Also, doesn't make mistakes. He finishes every no, race. He doesn't. He no, does, he doesn't make mistakes. Does he, not he, make mistakes. Another guy that started racing late and just keeps getting better and better. Um, you know, I expect him, and you know, I'm sure he understands this is going to be multiple, multiple years in in any lights now. And he's also running a, a another program alongside it, right? So it's yeah. it's going to be he's all about getting as much seat time as he can. And, you yep. know, it's, yeah, no, I think, uh, and he acquitted himself well at the, at the test. He wasn't, you know, seconds off. He was right there with, with Nikita and Sarah Valley and, and, you know, like he was right there with those guys. So I That's think, it. you know, I, it's another one, maybe the car suits him better, right? Like he's, and he's a bigger guy. So he's probably way more comfortable in this car. Yeah. Than he was in the smaller car, right? That's, like very, that, that's very true. Right? Like yeah. I know, you know, it's a yeah. It's just he's a big kid. He's tall, he's and he's tall. you know wide. His shoulders are really yeah, wide. Yeah, he's big right? boy. Like he's a, he's built like a linebacker. Right? He is. He is exactly. So right. you know, he's. I'm sure he's much more comfortable in this car. Couldn't have been comfortable in the smaller car. No, I don't think so at all. Uh, let's move down. We got two more teams to talk about. Let's go Hunkos Racing. Of course, they've won the championship before. Uh, Kyle Kaiser winning the championship. Uh, and, and of course that big year in 2019 with Renus VK, uh, a couple of pretty impressive drivers. I'm really, really happy to see Toby Sowery, uh back on the grid. I know they worked extremely hard. He and his management management team to get him back on the grid. So he'll be with hook Ghost racing alongside stingray Rob, who of course dominated last year uh, after winning at IMS and, and was able to storm through to, to win the Indy pro 2000 championship. Couple of, couple of interesting guys under that tent with, with a lot of talent. Rob's going to be, uh, uh, you know, he'll be moldable, definitely moldable. He's been with yeah, Ricardo sure. Hunkos for quite a while now. So, they, you know, he knows the team, understands the the mindset and the approach. Toby's going to bring uh, such a different energy into the team as well. I, 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 I look for both those guys to potentially win races this year. Yeah, I do too. And I, I'm really interested to watch Toby and, and cause you know, we talked about Tim Neff having his own team. Well, Tim Neff's at Hunkos this year, yeah. uh, engineering. So, um, you know, he's won a lot of, Tim has won a lot of Indy, Indy Lights races over the years. So expect with Toby and, and Stingray for him to work his magic and get those guys near the front of the grid. And yeah, it's 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 another good situation for, for Stingray to be in where he can learn from someone that's a little bit more experienced than him and been around racing. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's a good situation for both those guys, right? Like it's, a, you know, and you've got a two-car team and Ricardo knows how to win and They'll make those cars fast. That's it. That's That's exactly it. They'll they'll do what they need to do. They'll figure it out. They will have, uh, I'm told they will have three cars for at least a number of events this year. Nate Nate Aranda told me that he's potentially going to run three or four races this year. I'm not sure which ones yet. I haven't reached out to him uh, and lately, but yeah, we could have three cars there as well. Uh, So that'll be good for them. But, and last but not least, this this one, and this one came together super late. We're going to have, we're going to have what? 13, we said 13 cars, right? Yeah. 13 cars. 
with Antonio Saravalli. Uh, his dad put together Pacera Racing. It's a, a brand that they've had through his karting career. So actually had a, a karting shop a number of years ago in Ontario. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, they've got their own program. Uh, they kind of, I don't want to say threw it together, but they kind of threw it together. <laughs> they, yep. they were able to get the car that was owned by Charles Finelli. Uh, Charles right. was doing a lot of testing last year in the offseason, hoping to try to run the Freedom 100 one year. Uh, they have leased that car, leased to own that car. Uh, Jim Locke, who was the mechanic with Fat Boy Racing, uh, working with Finelli, is actually right. the guy that kind of was in charge of putting the car back together at Merle, Merle Swan's shop in Brownsburg. They got it together, got it to the track. Uh, Peter went out and bought a used hauler. You know, they literally put everything together, kind of a, a patchwork kind of deal. But Steve, he comes out of the gate and was right there, you know, within 1.1 seconds kind of thing in terms of, uh, of where he was on pace first time in the car. So I was, I was super pleased with what they were able to do. Yeah, that is that they, they're used to doing it, right? They've done it before with themselves. You know, they usually align with somebody, but yep. I don't. They seem to be able to. The family seems to be able to get it together, and and I think Antonio's very talented as a driver. Um, you know, I'd like to see him have a chance to show it and complete a full season somewhere. Sure, yeah, and, you know, like I, I'd like to see him have a chance to to compete. You know, and I, I you know, this year top tens will be great in this yep. series right now. Yeah. Um, but down the road, you know, he's still young. What I think is he maybe 18? 18, he's 18 now. 18 he's 18. Right. So he's like, like you said, he's never, he jumped straight into Indy Pro 2000. Yep. Never did the full season of Indy Pro 2000. There's nowhere else to go. They're at Indy Lights. Right. You're either, you're either staying here for three years or you're going to IndyCar. And I think well, and he was a great shifter car driver. He was 100%. And and that tends to, tends to translate well to the higher downforce, higher power cars. Well, and I just, I, I just think this. His dad's invested in the equipment, right? They've had to right. buy all this stuff. They, they've leased to own the car. They're leasing to own the tra the trailer exactly the way you would do it. Uh, to yeah. put up. This is a long term program. This is going to be a three year yeah. program, I believe. Before you know, they're going to try to get get uh, Antonio, you know, worked up and get him ready to go to to, to potentially go to IndyCar. And they could. He's eighteen. They could right. stay here for four years and let him get really super comfortable, and right. then go. And I know, in talking to Peter Saravalli, he'd like to expand to to uh, uh to a second car as well so that's Good. that's the plan so if you know if there's an opportunity to potentially get somebody else in the car we could see a teammate for Saravalli down the line as well so rob who's your winner okay um <laughs> you get to go first this time you know I, to be honest i i uh i was so impressed with linus lundquist um and he and david serva i mean that david uh malukas i, I think I think those two guys are really going to give Kirkwood and McGinnis a, a, a battle. I really do. Those are the four I've got in mind as well. And I, yeah. you know what? I think Peroni could be a, a, a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's a kid that uh, you know, and when fans get to know him, they're going to love him. Yeah, he's, he's a good kid. Yeah. yeah, he's he's you know he's very energetic. He's got you know he's he's and he's been through a lot, and he comes up and yeah. does his own, you know. He, puts his own deals together. It's no, it's an impressive uh, story and I'll get to tell it and you'll get to tell it as the season goes on, but yeah, don't be it. surprised. And and like Indy pro, there's probably eight or nine drivers here that can win a race. If not yeah. yet, like, I mean the top 10 I'm looking right now. I'm like, okay, looking through the 10 top 10. If any of them won a race, it wouldn't shock me. You wouldn't be shocked. Exactly. And again, if that, any I, of them contended for the championship, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't. It would, I, I feel the same way. And again, we didn't mention him in the group, but again, if Toby Sowery gets on a run, right? You know, here, here's a guy that could win five races this year. Right. You know, we saw how Devlin DeFrancesco and how consistent he was last year. Yeah. Right. Like, 
I mean, and now he's with a team that, you know, you've got to remember what he did last year was with a team that had never run that car before. Yeah. Right. Exactly right. right? Yeah. So yeah. now he's with a team. Now he's back in with, with Andretti and Andretti Steinbrenner. And, um, you know, I expect him to be very competitive, right? He's been to the tracks. He's got that little bit of an advantage on some of these rookies. So that's it. That's, that's what it all comes down to. But again, we're, I, I'm just thrilled that we're back. Oh, Thir- 13 cars was, was big. Uh, I really, I really believe we're going to be at 16 next year. If not, if not more next year, I think you're going to see a lot of people watching Anam Ahmed and, and, and Enzo Fittipaldi and the guys that have come over here. And then to have, you know, listen, mm-hmm. listen, to have Carlin back, we know yeah. you, you talk about how many drivers they have in their system. Right. They'll, they'll exactly. start here. And, and listen, let's be real. Carlin has their IndyCar program as well. This right. lights program is going to allow them to train, train staff, right. to move up to there, to grab drivers, to move all the way up into their IndyCar program as well. There's so much connection right now for Carlin. That'll be, I think, a, a, another area of growth. And, and just, that's what I'm looking for. Not stability or, or viability. Self-sustaining, right? self-sustaining, right? Like they, yeah. they build it, you know, you, you get, you know, 10 drivers at, at a lower level, well, they become six and then five and then three. And then, Oh, there's your IndyCar guy, right? That's like it. you That's keep it. it's, it sustains itself and, and with drivers and staff too, right? Like yep. it's important yep. to, to have the staff guys and, you know, to train them in your philosophy and, and your processes at a lower level is it's a lot cheaper, right? Like it, <laughs> it's exactly a lot it. cheaper to, to train um, an Indy car or an Indy lights mechanic than is an Indy car mechanic. That's it. That's, that's it. Right? Well, so, Steve, I appreciate it, man. There, that's our season preview. Me. We just worked our way through. How do they, you're obviously you work your tail off. How do they follow you? How do everybody follow you for your, your road to Indy stuff and for your Indy car stuff? Uh, TSO ladder.com is where the uh, road to Indy stuff is. You TSO ladder on uh, Twitter, fairly somewhat active on there. Um, and then if you're interested in IndyCar stuff, it's subscription news service, uh, 22 bucks a year. You'll probably get about 300 emails a month. That's awesome. Uh, update. Um, then that's tracksideonline.com. There it is. That's Steve Wittick, folks. Uh, again, one of the absolute experts in the sport, uh, statistician for sure. All the all those uh, cool little stats you bring out all the time. Some of your off-season stuff was pretty good. You went pretty deep, a little deep dive. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've, I've always had good IndyCar databases but i kind of started i've started to build my road indie ones up pretty good too so nice. yeah i just uh, so check out some of the previews that i recently did on tsl ladder they get into some in-depth stuff about you know season openers and and barber and and what it takes to build a to, to build a champion and you know i think the the biggest thing i found when i was doing that is that finishing races i know i'm gonna yeah. harp that's gonna be my big thing i'm gonna harp on this year finish races well, um, I remember I remember telling a lot of the young kids when they come to St. Petersburg. That was obviously our, our normal season right. opening race with St. Petersburg, and the guys are always worried about what it would like. Don't throw it away at St. Petersburg because if you right. really look at the schedule, you look at the at the results. More often than not, the guys that won at St. Petersburg didn't win the championship. No, it was it no, was it was but, interesting, but they did finish. Or they, they did, did finish top five, right? Like you can that's it. You can you can throw it away there very easily. That's it. All um, right. We're, yeah. We are done, folks. We're Barber Motorsports Park this coming weekend. We'll kick off this year's Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires, USF 2000, Indy Pro, and the return of Indy Lights. Super excited to see that. Obviously, you can follow everything on uh, on Road to Indy, the TV app, uh, roadtoindy.tv, and, of course, either the websites, usf2000.com or indypro2000.com. That has the video and, and the audio and, of course, live timing as well. Uh, Indy Lights this year on Peacock. Uh, in the U.S., uh, up in Canada, Rev TV. Todd Lewis is going to be handling that. 
and then everywhere else, the same thing, the app and all the websites, if you're international as well, all, all the opportunities to cut, follow all the coverage that we'll have one thing this year, because of, because IndyCar is running Saturday and Sunday, we won't have any cameras for qualifying or practice of Indy lights. So I'll just be, I'll be working off the PA on that one. That's the only issue, Steve, but we'll take it. We're going racing. Awesome. All right, folks, we're done. Steve, thank you so much, folks. My name is Rob Howden. Thank you again for tuning into this edition of the Road to Indy Insider, our 2021 season preview. We'll see you all at Barber. My name is Rob Howden. Book it.